Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, good evening. It is a final from Fenway, 9-3, the final score. And wow, did that thing turn into a beatdown or what? Uh, Final score says a a wide margin. It wasn't even that close. I mean, it was that close for quite a while, and then it wasn't. And then the Royals just turned this thing into a laugher. Oh, this is nice. We got plenty to discuss tonight. Uh, plenty as far as the game is concerned, plenty as far as this evaluation season is concerned, plenty as far as the final 47 games of the season and what intrigues you most. I'll give you the phone number right out of the gate. Uh, It's 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. That's also the text line number if you can't um, like me right now if you can't find the right words if you can't verbalize it just shoot me a text 913-586-7610 and you know at any time you win even in an evaluation season you got to begin with the pitching and the defense Uh, thankfully for me uh, Brady Singer was on the hill tonight we're not gonna have to you know uh, talk about Ryan Yarbrough for too long or or Zach Greinke no we could talk about someone that is under team control for multiple years that is still very far away from his 30th birthday Brady Singer tonight six and two-thirds innings of three-run baseball four strikeouts and two walks he was cruising early Uh, 49 pitches is all it took for him to get through the fourth inning ran into a little bit of trouble there in the fifth uh, you know, a 1-1 sinker that was letter high to Adam Duvall, and he turns it around for a solo bomb. That's the first run that the Red Sox scored. It came in the fifth inning, but by that time, Royals had already put uh, three runs on the board. Big night for the Royals offense, and that's really where I want to uh, focus this show on tonight because in this evaluation season... I- Sure, Brady Singer was under the microscope, no doubt about it. Can you be the ace? Can you lead this pitching staff throughout this 162-game season? And so far, the answer's been yes. Okay, the numbers haven't always been reflective of an ace or a true number one. But here we are, 115 games into the season. The kid's taking the ball. Kid, he just turned 27. Uh, He's taking the ball every fifth day. 
leads this team in every single meaningful statistical category that you judge starting pitchers on. And look at what he's done since the All-Star break. Five starts since the Midsummer Classic. He's 3-0 and with a 2.94 ERA. 31 strikeouts to just five walks since the break, holding opponents to a batting average of a buck 98. Again, I'm not going to sit here and present to you that Brady Singer is a game one starter on a world championship team. No, I'm not saying that. But he can be a starter on a world championship team. He can be a number three. He could be a, a number four. You saw it all last season. And without spending too much time presenting what could be construed by some as excuses, look at what he's done over the past two and a half months. He's been the guy that he was last season. Now, I'm not going to uh, bend over backwards explaining what happened with Singer in April and May. It wasn't good. It wasn't good enough. No question about it. But if you look at the totality of his career, especially over the past two seasons, where he's truly been thrust into the role as number one, he's a guy that on average gives you six innings and has an ERA in the you know, right around three and a half. That's who Brady Singer is. You can win with that. Now, we, we, we of course, could have the conversation about an offseason trade. Um, yeah, I, but not right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm not really interested in hitting on that during the open. Um, and, you know, this is kind of the push and pull of this evaluation season. You want to get excited about a pitcher or a hitter. And then you acknowledge just how many other holes need to be filled and maybe that pitcher, that hitter could be used as a trade piece to help you uh, build up that farm system and, and turn this Royals organization into a, a consistent winner. A quick shout out to Matt Beatty. Who knows how this game turns out if he doesn't make that extraordinary diving play on the very first batter of the game. Uh, Duran, the leadoff hitter for the Red Sox, bottom of the first inning, an 0-2 pitch from Singer. He rips it down the first base line, uh, but Matt Beatty dives towards the first base foul line and picks on a one-hopper, uh, picks a, a, a hard one-hopper off of the bat of Duran. Uh, this ball had eyes for right field. It had a leadoff double written all over it. Who knows how the game turns out if it's opened with a leadoff double and then followed by a walk to Yoshida. Who knows how this game turns out? So a quick shout-out to the defense of Matt Beatty there in the first inning. Brady Singer is the star, but the offense is what I want to talk about. You know, I'm curious because, well, you know me and Brady Singer. I've, I've always been a fan. I've always been a believer that, that, that Singer fits on a championship team, that he needs to be on a winner, uh, needs to be on a winner soon. If the Royals aren't going to put a winner on the field next season, I say move on from Brady Singer. He deserves it. Um, but I, I don't know how much Brady Singer is still being evaluated. By you, by me, by the organization. Of course he's still being evaluated by uh, other teams around Major League Baseball, especially those that would possibly inquire about a trade this offseason. 
But when I think about this evaluation season in these final 47 games, I'm looking at, sure, Cole Reagans, uh, Carlos Hernandez. Okay, so a few pitchers. But I'm mainly looking at hitters. I enjoy watching Bobby Witt Jr., but he's already passed the evaluation season. I enjoy watching Michael Garcia in that heads-up base running in the sixth inning that turns into the Royals' fourth run of the game. Turns out to be the game-winning run. I enjoy watching Michael Garcia, but to me, he's too. He's already passed this evaluation season. Vinny Pasquantino, Freddie Fermin, to me, they've passed the evaluation season. Guys like Michael Massey, Drew Waters, uh, these are the guys that are really standing out to me. Now, MJ Melendez, Kyle Isbell, I'm going to give them some love before this show concludes. They deserve some love. Uh, MJ Melendez with a big opposite field home run today, a two-run blast in that three-run sixth inning. Uh, takes the Royals' lead from 3-2 uh, to 6-2. Big blast there from MJ Melendez. But I, I feel as if what we're seeing right now from MJ Melendez is what he showed us last year. I know MJ Melendez is a good hitter. I know MJ Melendez. I, I believe MJ Melendez is a big league hitter. A, 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 a three true outcome big league hitter. But if you want to be something more than that, you need to do it over 162. And we could have a discussion about, uh, you know, the, the defensive challenges that were laid before him at the beginning of the season. How many of those things were out of his control? But as I said earlier today on the On Deck Show, I don't know if MJ Melendez can change my opinion of him over the course of these final two months. Same with Kyle Isbell. But Michael Massey, Drew Waters, because of what they've done defensively, uh, because of what they can be defensively moving forward, and because of the power that they do possess at the plate, after those four names I gave you earlier, the four guys that I believe have already passed this evaluation season, Bobby, Michael, Freddie, and Vinny, uh, Waters and Massey right now are fighting for that number five spot just over the past month of baseball. So uh, July 9th, in one month, both of them are hitting for an OPS better than 800. I think Michael Massey has a league average, if not better, glove at second base. I could say the same for Drew Waters in the corner outfield. If you're getting an 800 OPS, uh, you're, you're getting action on the base pass. Both are solid base runners. Both have speed. 800 OPS, speed on the base paths, the ability to play a premium position, right? Massey at second base, Waters in center field. These guys have a chance to end the season with a passing grade. How about you? 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Again, that's 913-586-7610. Royals win 9-3. They even up this three-game set in Boston. And I want to hear from you as far as who can still change your opinion. Who's intriguing you most in this two, three-week stretch where we're seeing the Royals play some of their best baseball. It sadly once again aligns with the Chiefs starting training camp, but nonetheless, it's better that it's happening than it not happening. Royals win 9-3, to three, their 37th win of the season. Uh, yeah, okay, I understand it's still not great, but uh, they're on pace 
to lose 110 games. We all understand that. But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's got to be something positive that we can take from these final 47 games. To me, it's hopefully going to be Massey and Waters. What say you? 913-586-7610. Quick timeout. We get to your thoughts right after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Fastball hit high in the air, deep to right field. Verdugo's back onto the track at the fence. It's out of here. Drew Waters hits a two-run homer at Fenway Park. And the Royals extend their lead. It's 3-0 in the top of the fourth inning. The Royals would go on to win 9-3, the final score. Drew Waters, home run number seven on the season. All seven have come from the left side of the plate. Waters also stole his seventh base of the season. A big night for Drew. A home run, uh, three hits, his first three-hit game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The season, the second three-hit game of his career. A big night for the Royals offense. Shoot, nine runs. And they become the first team in the 112-year history of Fenway Park, which is just staggering to say uh, first team in history of Fenway to hit three homers in a game and steal six bases it's amazing right second team in Royals franchise history to have six stolen bases three home runs seven extra base hits only the second time in the storied franchise of or in the history of this storied franchise just the second time Last time they did it, a mere 12 years ago. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. You know if the Royals stole six bags, Bobby Witt Jr. was responsible for some of them. Uh, He was responsible for uh, a third of them. Stolen bases number 33 and 34 for Bobby. That's good for fourth in Major League Baseball. Uh, text lines open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. From the 816, good win, Vern. Winning ball games in Boston just feels different, especially since the Royals only go to Boston once a year. Any win there is big. Yeah, um, again, to, to me, you know, listen, I'm never going to poo-poo winning. Uh, it's important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that sits here quite often and talks about how you cannot, if you're 
this coaching staff, if you're this front office, you cannot you you cannot allow guys like Bobby, Michael, Vinny, Freddie, those that we agree have passed the evaluation season. You can't allow them to become losers. Can't allow them to expect, accept, understand that, well, we don't win a lot in Kansas City. That can't happen. Never happened to Hosmer and Moustakis. They never bought into it. You'd bring it up to him. You'd be like, hey, man, they, they haven't won anything here in 30 years. They'd be like, well, so what? I'm, I'm 22. What do I care what happened 30 years ago? Whit Merrifield had that same mentality. So did Nicky Lopez. So did Hunter Dozier. But eventually, it just got beat out of them. They just lost so freaking much that they just started to uh, expect, accept, and understand that, well, they just don't win in Kansas City. That can't happen. So I'm not going to minimize the fact that they won the game. But when I'm watching these games, I'm watching more for the 2024 and 2025 team. I've already known, and I think you too, 816, I think you've known that Brady Singer loves the big stage, loves the bright lights. Every time, seemingly, he pitches at Yankee Stadium, he shoves. Um, Whenever he has a big crowd at Kauffman Stadium, it hasn't happened very often in his tenure. But whenever he has a big crowd, he shoves. Look at the numbers. Anytime there's more than, you know, 35,000 in attendance, Brady Singer is on his game. Uh, there were nearly 31,000 in attendance tonight, and he picks up his eighth win of the season. If you take everybody else on this pitching staff, every single active Royal, they have, uh, with the Royals, they have five wins. Brady has eight wins. Everybody else in that clubhouse, everyone that's healthy, has combined to help this team. Or uh, That's not the best way to put it. The rest of the pitching staff has five wins. Brady has eight. Isn't that amazing? Eight quality starts as well. That's more than the rest of the pitching staff combined. Look, I understand that April and May didn't go the way that Brady wanted, the way that you wanted, the way that I wanted, but Brady has been the leader of this pitching staff. We talked about it earlier today on the On Deck Show. The leadership, because that's what it is. You know, for as much as we think a leader is the rah-rah guy, the leader's the guy that takes the ball every fifth day, doesn't make excuses, doesn't point fingers, just does his job. That's the leader. Bobby's a leader. Salvi's a leader. Brady's a leader. Have you heard Brady make any excuses or point any fingers? No, he takes the ball. Every fifth day does his best. God knows he grinds. Look at what he's done again since the start of June. That's 12 starts. 74 innings. It's almost six and a third innings every time he takes the ball with an ERA of three and a half. That's who he is. That's a guy that can pitch on a championship team. That's a guy that starts on a championship team. But I'm not surprised that Brady pitches well on the big stage. Um, you know, not surprised that Bobby and Michael have big moments tonight. Not surprised that uh, Salvador Perez picks up a, a multi-hit game. Salvi, by the way, with 25 multi-hit games, that's second only to Bobby Witt's 35 multi-hit games 
Now, that, that stuff doesn't surprise me. But to see Michael Massey come up big and reach base three times, to see MJ Melendez uh, go the opposite way for a big two-run home run, to watch Drew Waters reach base three times, Kyle Isbell have a nice all-around game, those are the things that impress me. That's what I read into. In a big spot against a team that's fighting for its playoff lives, do you wilt? Do you thrive? Now, I understand this isn't the same type of, you know, Royals aren't playing with the same type of pressure that Boston is. Boston fighting for their playoff lives. The city's all in. The fan base is locked in. Yeah, that's not happening to this Royals team right now. So, no question, there is a certain aspect of big league pressure that's missing. But the guys that I'm talking about, Massey, Melendez, Waters, Isbell, I don't think they have strong enough footing in the big leagues to where they can recognize the lesser than pressure they feel compared to Boston. It all feels like pressure if you're grinding the way that MJ and Isbell have this season. MJ, by the way, now has a hit in 18 of his 22 starts since the All-Star break. He's hitting 271. Since the Midsummer Classic, an OPS of 816. Phone lines are open for you 913 586 7610. That's 913 586 7610. From the 816, Vern, we need Aaron Nola to lead our rotation. Then Brady could be a lights out number two with Cole Reagans right behind him. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I don't know if Aaron Nola's the guy I would choose, to be quite honest with you. Um, nothing against him. Um, but if I'm going to spend big for a pitcher, like the kind of money that Aaron Nola's going to command, I want him to be a touch younger. Or I'll go a guy that is, you know, five years older and pay him on a, on a shorter deal. But I like, your, uh, I like where your head's at. You understand what this team needs. They need a number one. Now, it's my opinion you're going to acquire that number one via a trade. And then maybe you acquire the number two via free agency. Now, wh what makes me say that? Well, um, you just look, at, look around at, at how this organization is acted. Um, who they act like. Uh, who they've acknowledged that they're attempting to uh, follow the blueprint of. And that is Tampa, that is Cleveland, and what do they do? They trade pitchers away. They, they, they don't sign big off-season free agent contracts. You know, Zach Eflin's the biggest contract the Rays have ever signed. And you know, it's a three-year, what, $50 million deal? That's nothing extravagant. Cleveland just traded away their best starting pitcher in Aaron Savali, and before they did that, there was talk about trading Shane Bieber, but then he got hurt. So signing a free agent starting pitcher to the type of money that a guy like Aaron Nola should command at a six, seven-year deal, I'm out on that. But that's just me. doesn't make me right. That's just my opinion. Uh, a few more from the text line, 913-586-7610. Another one from the 816, Vern. The three biggest players who could speed up this rebuild, they all went deep tonight. That's a great point. 
Because MJ Melendez, uh, coming into this season, I, I, I said MJ's name in the same breath as Vinny, as Brady, as Salvi, as Bobby. MJ was in my core to begin this season. And he had a, he had a strange spring training. Now, I, I understand no one's interested in hearing about it, but you know, you're, you're, you're catching half the time. You're learning a new position half the time. Uh, you're doing that for the first month of the season, and then you're just only learning a new position, and you're doing it at the big league level, and you're not doing it well. Uh, you, you know that messed with him mentally. He admitted as much on this show. And again, look at what MJ's doing since the All-Star break. OPS in the 800s. MJ on this road trip, this road trip that's seen the Royals thus far go 2-3. and three. He's hitting 400. So yeah, MJ goes yard, Drew Waters goes deep, and Michael Massey goes deep. Yeah, that that's a that's a terrific point. You know, it was a a few weeks ago I was asking you who are you still evaluating, and my my answer was Massey, Waters, and Prado. Prado obviously on the shelf, and uh, you know the evaluation of Waters since the evaluation of Massey since has been good. And you're right, you're right. If, if if Melendez, Massey, and Waters can finish strong, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you know, those three, along with Vinny and Mike Hell and Bobby, those six, are in the starting lineup opening day next season. Yeah, if Massey, Melendez, and Waters are 800 OPS guys, you are dead on. That will certainly uh, jumpstart, speed up, however you put it. It will... Uh, yeah, it'll fire up this this rebuild, and it'll certainly fire up this fan base this offseason. Uh, from the 913, Vern, this is JG in Olathe. What do you think about Matt Beatty? I think he had a nice night tonight. Pair of doubles, pair of runs scored, and a nice defensive play that could have completely altered the game there in the first inning. What do I think of him moving forward? I wish him the best of luck. But, look, the first baseman for this team moving forward is either Vinny, Prado, or Salvi. I don't want Matt Beatty as my corner outfielder moving forward. I wish him nothing but the best, but I think he's just a guy that five years from now will go, oh, yeah, I remember Matt Beatty. He was a good guy. The J Southland Toe Service text line, Raj in the Ozarks writes, Vern, I have more questions now about these players than I did in June. Interesting. Uh, what players in particular? Because to me, uh, Waters and Massey, I have the same questions that I did in June. Um... Yeah, that, that's that's really it. The questions I have right now about Melendez and Isbell, I believe I'm going to have them in spring training next season. So, like I mentioned, I don't think they can do much to change that. Um, yeah, Waters and Massey can change my opinion. I could be asking a different question next spring than I am right now with them. Uh, but but who in particular? Let me know on the text line, 913-586-7610. Jeff in Blue Springs. Vern, now that it's August... 
when it comes to MJ Melendez, is this a matter of too little, too late? Um, I guess I would need a little bit more of a explanation as to, to what you mean by that. Like, he can still be a part of the team next season, but he can still be a guy that is traded this offseason. That, that's how I view him. So, okay, yeah, you know what, maybe then my answer is yes. To me, there's no way, no matter what MJ Melendez does over these final 47 games, there's no way he can convince me that he's untouchable. I don't know how many guys are truly untouchable. I mean, Bobby and Michael, I don't want either of them to be traded. That's really it. Maybe on the whole team. That's it. Bobby and Michael. Uh, so, yeah, Jeff, you know what I think? Yeah, it is too little, too late. You know, if MJ at the beginning of the season picked up on where he left off last year or was showing the type of steady improvement month by month like we've seen from Bobby, like we've seen from, you know, the, the consistency of Michael, then, then, yeah, maybe I would view him as a, a near untouchable. But, but yeah, Jeff, as I think about it, yeah, it is too little too late. I'm, I'm open to move him. Um, okay if you bring him back, especially if he finishes the season strong. But MJ Melendez, the opinion I have of him right now is likely to be that opinion that I have at the beginning of spring training next February. Appreciate you listening, Jeff. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Royals win in Boston. They even up this four-game series. We got two to play. Jordan Lyles on the hill tomorrow. Alec Marsh on Thursday. Again, the final, 9-3. Quick timeout. We get back to your thoughts after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. One and two now on the Royals left fielder. Runner at first, two down, the pitch, and a swing, and a ball hit pretty well. Deep left center field. That ball's way back there, and that ball is gone. That's over the monster, a two-run homer. MJ Melendez, the Royals have a 6-2 to two lead. Yeah, you got to be happy for MJ Melendez. Great call there. Steve Stewart, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio. MJ's two-run blast there in the sixth inning gave the Royals a 6-2 lead. They would score three more in the very next inning. RBI double from Kyle Isbell and a two-run blast from Michael Massey. That's how we arrive at our final score. Royals 9, Red Sox 3. Royals even up this four-game series. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. My game notes after this six-run win, presented by Jay Southland Toe Service. Michael Massey with his 16th multi-hit game of the year. Only Salvi and Bobby have more. Does that surprise you? That surprised me when I um, researched that. Massey, by the way, in his past month of baseball, Drink that in. Uh, one month of baseball, Michael Massey's OPS, 874. I don't expect it to stay at 874, but if it can remain around 774, uh, 774 and 874, Michael Massey will play the next three, four, five seasons in Kansas City, and I'll be, we'll all be very happy about it.
Uh, getting a lot of great reaction on the text line. I uh, really appreciate you guys staying dialed in in this very difficult season. Even with this win tonight, Royals still 41 games below 500. Uh, but a lot of good stuff coming in on the text line. We'll get back to the phone calls coming up in just a moment. Connor from Overland Park, I appreciate you listening. Uh, Joey in Grain Valley, appreciate you listening. Barry in Overland Park writes in, Vern, my biggest concern now is the bullpen. Who do you see emerging there? Well, uh, Barry, to me, the bullpen is, is, is the final issue for this team. Uh, you need a better rotation and a better lineup. Well, let's worry about that, and then I can get to the bullpen. And then J.J. Piccolo can get to the bullpen. That, that's, that's my opinion. You know, Carlos Hernandez, but listen, you know, if I tell you who's standing out this year, I'll trade anyone that's in the bullpen. Let me just say that. But but Carlos Hernandez is certainly impressed. Uh, certainly has the stuff to be a, a leverage reliever. But that's not new. I think we've known that for years. Right, Barry? I mean, we, we've known since we first saw Carlos Hernandez that that stuff would be really good out of the bullpen. But you're not in a rush to put a guy in the bullpen. You want him to serve as a starter. Once he failed as a starter, okay, now we'll try him as the bullpen guy. And he's been very good. Um, but shoot, Alec Marsh could end up in the bullpen. Now, Marsh is going to start the finale on Thursday. But Alec Marsh has some similarities with Carlos Hernandez as far as the stuff, as far as the velocity, and as far as the inconsistency. So Alec Marsh could be a stud out of the bullpen. He got some really good arms down in the minor leagues as well, and Steven Cruz and you know, Christian Chamberlain's a guy that the organization is high on. Will Klein represented the team in the Futures game. He's the closer right now down in AAA. Uh, so relievers, most relievers respectfully are a dime a dozen. Good relievers, sure, those are those are tough to find um, but often the good relievers are once failed starters so who knows maybe that's what uh, Marsh turns into or you know take your pick of uh, whatever triple a arm or double a arm you like right now Barry don't worry about the bullpen worry about the offense uh, and, and to be honest with you don't worry about the offense just worry about the rotation because right now, as you look towards opening day of 2024, Brady Singer's in the rotation, Jordan Lyles is in the rotation, and that's it. I hope Cole Reagans is there. I expect Cole Reagans to be there, but the guy's made three starts. I'm not going to write his name into the rotation just yet. Bubich is hurts. Lynch is hurts. If you're going to worry about anything, worry about the starting pitching. That's my opinion, Barry, but I appreciate you listening, brother. Uh, text line 913-586-7610. Elizabeth in Nebraska writes in, Vern, keep Brady Singer. He must be a part of our rotation next year. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I, I'm never going, well, that's not true. I, I could advocate to trade Brady Singer. Elizabeth, if you're not going to win next year, I think you got to trade him this offseason. I'm not saying give the organization a pass. 
We should expect them to attempt to compete next season. We should expect them to spend money to bring in a free agent pitcher, to bring in a free agent hitter, to make some trades, to acquire another starting pitcher and another hitter. I'm expecting a lot of roster turnover this offseason. And if the goal is, and I mean the real goal, not the, oh, we're always trying to win crap. If you're really taking aim at this garbage division, we've been talking about this garbage division for a decade now, but if you're going to try to win this garbage division, okay, yeah, keep. you better not let Brady Singer go. But if you're not, if this is just, uh, if 2024 is the first full step out of hell, well, then you got to trade Brady Singer. Now, he's a pro, as has been on display this season, not finger-pointing, not uh, showing frustration with a shoddy defense behind him. But this is just my opinion. I don't know how much more Brady Singer can take. I don't know if he can go through another 162 with no light at the end of the tunnel. Stefan writes in, Vern, it seems like MJ Melendez is ultimately going to be the odd man out. Here's hoping he can continue to improve his trade value so he can become an asset this offseason. Well, I'll tell you this, Stefan. I think MJ is maybe the most intriguing trade chip this team has. I've made this point before, and I've, I've made it. Uh, pertaining to Lynch and, and Singer as well, all it takes is one organization. All it takes is one team to say, man, the Royals are screwing up with MJ. The Royals aren't using Melendez properly. If he comes into our organization, if we get him with our coaches and our uh, you know, R&D departments, We'll, we'll put him back at catcher. Um, you know, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll unlock him if he just comes to our program. Maybe there's someone else that says, you know what? He's, he's, he's a right fielder and a right fielder only. We're not going to go right to left. He's just going to be in right field every single day. He's going to hit sixth for us every single day. We want him. We think there's more power. We think there's a, a better all-around player inside of Melendez than what the Royals are getting out of him. That ability to catch, I think, makes MJ Melendez very desirable. And the reason why you move these guys in the offseason and not the trade deadline is because even the bad teams can get into the mix in the offseason. Bad teams aren't adding... Bad teams aren't being aggressive at the deadline. They can wait until the offseason. And I think the Royals are wise to wait until the offseason with a guy like Salvi, a guy like Brady, a guy like Melendez. Let's get more teams in the bidding. Stefan, appreciate it, bud. 913-586-7610. Katie on the East Coast writes in, Vern, I love you, but you're wrong. Kyle Isbell is a core member of this team. Royals need a strong center field defense for the pitching. That is going to be weak for years to come. That's a solid point. Um, while Katie, while I, I don't have him in, in my core, I understand your point because if you can find quality bats to surround Kyle Isbell with, you know, give me a good bat in, in left, in right. You already have Bobby and Michael. Let's say Massey and Vinny. 
salvi behind the dish, whatever. If he can be your nine hitter, yeah, I'm fine with that. Now, I understand he's the nine hitter right now, but he's the nine hitter on a team that has Matt Beatty and Edward Olivares in the starting lineup. And guys like, you know, Massey and Waters and Melendez still trying to figure out if they belong. I'm talking about a quality offense where you tell Kyle Isbell, just like you tell a backup catcher, just like you used to tell your second baseman and your shortstop, we don't need any offense from you. Just play above average defense, play great defense, make all the routine plays and a few of the spectacular plays. Isbell can certainly be that. I've always said, I got no issue punting on one defensive position up the middle. One. Short, second, catcher, center field. One of those positions can be below league average offensively so long as the rest of the offense is right around league average. So I understand your point, Katie, and I appreciate you listening. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. From the 319, Vern, hello from your biggest fan in Iowa. We met at Craft and Draft last year. I'm headed back to the K for the Mariners game. Nice. Vern, I'm really pleased with the play of Michael Garcia. I'm not sure how we found him, but he's definitely one of our key pieces. Yeah, you're 100% right with that. Uh, they found him... Um, in the Dominican as a 16-year-old, signing him as a 16-year-old, and he comes from a uh, baseball-rich bloodline. Ronald Acuna, uh, Acuna's little brother just got moved at the deadline. He's a top prospect. Elcides Escobar is his cousin. Uh, so, yeah, he's got those bloodlines just like Bobby Witt Jr. does, and I'm all for that. The more, the merrier. Because it shows, doesn't it, w with his play? I've said it before, Michael Garcia plays like he's 33. Like, like he's been to every ballpark, he's seen every scenario. Yeah, I understand. I know how to, okay, 0-2, big deal, opposite field single. And then the, the base running of Michael Garcia tonight. Royals up 3-2, uh, top of the sixth inning. Michael Garcia draws a leadoff walk. Steals second base. Peeks in on his way to second base to see the throw. Picks up that it's an errant throw. And he doesn't slide. He just turns second base and goes right to third. Now, when I say an errant throw, the, the, the throw home, it was a wild pitch. So he goes first to third on a stolen base just because of heads-up base running. Scores two batters later on a ground out from Michael Massey. Gives the Royals a 4-3 lead. That's all they would need. They go on to win by a final count of 9-3. Let's go to Dan in KCK. Dan, you're next up on the postgame show. I appreciate the phone call, buddy. How are you? Hey, Chad. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I've been called last night. I said, been, and we ran out of time. That's okay. I understand you're busy with our callers. It was, it was a great team win tonight. Everybody pitched in after that terrible call last night by the first base umpire. But I, I like what I'm seeing. And uh, MJE owns uh, the Red Sox 424 with four home runs and 11 RBIs. And uh, next year, uh, Josh, I was going to ask you, which agent do you think would want to come here next year? Because I've seen it happen before in 1984. The Royals won 84 White Sox the previous year uh, beat us by 20 games, and Rich Dotson and Lamar Hoyd weren't uh, themselves that following year. So it can happen. Take care of yourself, Josh. 
Yeah, it's an interesting question, Dan, as far as who would want to come here. There's no question you're going to have to pay the bad team tax. You're going to have to overpay uh, anyone. Um, yeah, you know, that that's I'm, – I'm going to need to see how the market shakes out, right? Everyone's going to sit around waiting on Shohei Otani, but there, there are plenty of big-name starting pitchers that are going to be on the market. Uh, Blake Snell, Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Nola – I'm sure there's going to be guys that opt out, like an Eduardo Rodriguez of the Detroit Tigers, Sonny Gray. Uh, th- th- there will be plenty. So much so, in my opinion, that there's no excuse for the Royals not to dip their toe and overpay for a starting pitcher. City deserves it. Fan base deserves it. Uh, young hitters deserve it, right? I, I talk about Freddie, Vinny, Bobby, Mike Hell already passing the evaluation season. Michael Massey, Drew Waters, they have the opportunity to do the same. Some of you, uh, Katie mentions Kyle Isbell, uh, MJ Melendez. You can't let them turn into losers. If they finish strong, you got to go give them pitching. I've made the comparison before going into that 2013 season. Moose, Haas, Kane, the, the... the stink was going to become overwhelming. If you didn't supply them with pitching, that group was about to turn into a group of losers. But you, you take care of Jeremy Guthrie, you keep him around, you acquire Irvin Santana, and you trade for James Shields. Ryan from Olathe writes in, Vern, great win tonight. This game was a phenomenal follow-up after last night's heartbreaking ending. It's so refreshing to see the young guys on this team pull their weight. Yeah, it is. Um, Refreshing and also just heartwarming because, man, April and May, it was tough to watch. You could see the pain on their face. You could see the sadness in their body language. I, I understand they're making a lot of money, and this is professional baseball, but watching someone fail at their dream, that's, it's, I don't know. I don't enjoy watching it. Maybe that's because I know them a little bit better than, than most. I get a chance to talk with them. I've had the opportunity to be around them for most of their professional career, but even the guys that I don't know well, I, I, I don't enjoy watching them fail to capitalize on their opportunity in life, their opportunity at the big league level. So, yeah, it's refreshing. It's, it's just nice to see. Ryan in Pleasant Hill, Vern, we're going to have to overpay in free agency just because most guys want to go to a winner. But I firmly believe if this team plays well down the stretch, it will help the Royals be more appealing to free agents. Well, again, t- to bring up 2013, I, I you know, J- Jeremy Guthrie played with the team in, in 2012, so it wasn't as if he was you know, new to the guys. He liked the ballpark. Uh, James Shields was traded here. He didn't really have a choice. Neither did Irvin Santana. Um, Yeah, no. no, Yeah, Ryan, I I, I like that idea. Um, But no, no. Even if they finish strong, I I don't think it it becomes appealing. You're going to have, yeah, you acknowledge you're going to have to overpay. Because who's it appealing to? 
Because they're not on the cusp of a championship. It doesn't feel like, at least. So the 34, 35, 36-year-old veteran at the end of his career, uh, unless he's a grandfatherly figure and just wants to teach, maybe he comes to Kansas City. But those guys are normally looking to be around a winner, trying to alleviate some of the pressure that's been on their shoulders for the past decade-plus of their career. It's money. It comes down to money. Money talks. Money is what's going to attract whoever it may be to Kansas City. Gabe in Independence. Vern, we need to see more out of MJ Melendez. He's one of my favorites, but he needs consistency. Without it, I just don't know, Vern. Yeah, no question, but that's the case with everybody, right? Outside of the guys, Gabe, that we already agree or, or you think have already passed this evaluation season, outside of those guys, it all comes down to consistency. Uh, that's why Brady Singer's the leader of this rotation. That's why I've I've never been one to, you know, just rip Jordan Lyles apart because this is a guy that's still taking the ball every fifth day, still giving you innings, still a pro. That's what I talk about with Cole Reagans, man. I I would love if he's a star, but I'd I'd much prefer him just be reliable. Take the ball every fifth day. Give your team five innings and a chance to win. There is value in that. You can make a lot of money being a reliable pitcher. A few more from the text line from the 918. Vern, four pitchers that I want to see the Royals contact this offseason. Jordan Hicks, Joe Jimenez, Jose LeClerc, and Jack Flaherty. Interesting. I, I I like Flaherty. I'm worried about the injury. So if you could maybe get that on a short deal, I, I, I do that. Pay him a lot for two years. Give him a huge contract for two years. I do that. I don't know if he would do that. And then you mentioned basically three relievers there. And again, uh, the bullpen's the least of my concerns right now. From the 913, Vern, where was Singer in April and May? I don't fully trust him. He was that bad in April and May. Vern, how can you give him a free pass for a two-month piss-poor performance? Well, because uh, statistically, it's it's more of an aberration than it is a uh, trend when it comes to Brady Singer. And secondly, there's an explanation to it. Just like Bobby Wood Jr.'s subpar April and May. I mentioned this on the On Deck show earlier today. Uh... And, I, and you might not want to hear it. They might not want me saying it. But that World Baseball Classic, coupled with um, the disappointing performances that were everywhere on this team in April and May. Right? We, we know Singer's the guy. Singer's the leader of this pitching staff. Bobby is the guy in the lineup. Okay, Salvi's the leader, but Bobby's the guy. Team goes as far as Brady takes him, as far as Bobby takes him. Uh, neither one of them were in the type of big league, not shape, but timing, confidence, um, reps. When the season started, those guys were behind, and I think their seasons have, have, have proven that because you've seen them steadily better month by month. I, I think the World Baseball Classic did hurt and then the both of them are as as, as anybody you're going to find inside of that clubhouse. So when the team's struggling, Brady and Bobby put that pressure on themselves. 
So even though they're not 100%, they're not game ready, they're going out there pressing, trying to carry the team, trying to do too much, and I think that ultimately is what uh, sunk their April and May. So if that's me giving them a free pass, fine. Um, but there's nobody better on this pitching staff than Brady Singer. The numbers bear it out. History bears it out. I, I, I just don't think it's debatable. I mean, look at the rotation for the rest of the way. You got Jordan Lyles going tomorrow. Alec Marsh pitching in the finale on Thursday. It looks like Angel Zerpa is going to go on Friday against the Cardinals. And then Cole Reagan's in the finale on Saturday. That's your rotation. This team's led by Brady Singer. So you can be down on him all you want. He's the best you got. I'm not saying he's a game one starter in the playoffs, but he can be a starter in the playoffs. Royals win in Boston 9-3 behind a strong start from Brady Singer. And now he hands it off to Jordan Lyles. Lyle squares off with Nick Pavetta. Game three of this four-game series in Boston. It's a 6-10 first pitch. I got the on-deck show beginning at 5 o'clock. Bobby Witt Jr. looks to extend his on-base streak to 11 games tomorrow. Michael Garcia will look to extend his hitting streak to 13 games tomorrow. Plenty of reason to tune in. Hope you do. I'll talk to you at 5 o'clock for the on-deck show right here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for listening, Kansas City. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's postgame show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did. Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.